1: Find us on
0: Twitter at SuperFlexShow and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing
1: format in all of fantasy football, SuperFlex, on the SuperFlex Super Show.
0: You're listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no offseason.
1: Welcome in to another edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan Myler. With me, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price. Fellas, we've covered the quarterbacks and the tight ends couple weeks ago on the podcast and last week we talked about these rookie running backs it's time to do the rookie review of wide receivers this week but first we should talk a little bit about the news coming out of Detroit here over the weekend that Matthew Stafford is probably moving on or, or sure to move on I guess looks like trade talks are are in the works Ryan, I'm wondering what's your what's your general thoughts of Stafford moving on to another team, good, bad, or otherwise?
0: I think it's probably good for Stafford. It's good if you have Stafford on your dynasty roster. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of places where he could go and succeed. I mean, honestly, we've seen him succeed. He's he's been one of the one of the best fantasy quarterbacks for for years now, for almost a decade. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see him in a new spot. Uh, potentially with better offensive weapons, better coaching staff. It could definitely be an upgrade for him all around.
1: Matt, I know it's early in the process, but we're we're all immediately thinking, uh, where could he land? What would be the best spot for him For if we have him on a dynasty roster? What are your thoughts on that? Is there a specific place you'd like to see Stafford that he could help some weapons and, and potentially even jump back into a back-end regular quarterback one?
2: Yeah, I almost think that almost any place he goes is <laughs> an upgrade honestly any of the open spots uh, if he lands in indianapolis i think that's a good spot just based on uh their their, their front office and coaching staff i love that spot uh, obviously san francisco would be nice with kyle shanahan uh, i think we could think about denver you know they're the elway's uh, mo seems to be he can't really draft a quarterback but he can go find a, a, a veteran starter like he did with manning so that seems like a pretty good spot with those weapons there uh and then it left over in detroit you know i fear a little bit for for those those as well. I mean, all, for wide receivers, there's only one under contract right now. I think it's Quintez Cephas, right? Um, but, you know, in terms of, like, Galladay resigning, is that going to be a thing? Is this going to affect Swift's production? You know, is that going to be a less attractive spot for free agents to come? I don't know with, with that quarterback uncertainty. So that'll be interesting for sure.
1: One spot that I really liked when I was thinking about it was potentially Carolina. I like the weapons there, obviously, and there could that would represent a pretty nice upgrade for for the Panthers and, and for Stafford because those guys are in place there. So uh, you mentioned a lot of them. Washington is intriguing. Um, but, man, there's, there's really, guys, a lot of open spots this offseason, it feels like. A year ago, we were thinking about where could Cam Newton go, and there was only one or two to talk about. This year, it feels like there's five, six, seven, maybe even more than that that could potentially use an upgrade. Let's get to these wide receivers, these uh, now soon-to-be second-year wide receivers. We're going to burn through as many as we can here in the hour that we have, fellas. And we're going to start at the top with C.D. Lamb, who was the first wide receiver taken in most rookie drafts this past year. He went at the 106 in rookie Rookie draft, uh, according to ADP, 74 catches, 935 yards, and five scores playing with a backup quarterback for most of the season. Two wide receiver one games, Ryan. Three wide receiver two games. A lot of that production was early with Dak Prescott before Prescott went down. Seems like the arrow just keeps pointing up for C.D. Lamb. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and as you said there, it really was – a tale of two seasons for C.D. Lamb. Played the first five games with Dak Prescott and averaged, um, averaged 17 fantasy points a game. That made him the wide receiver 11 through those five weeks. And uh, beyond that, without Dak, 11 games, he was the wide receiver 42 and obviously saw all of his numbers drop across the board with, with Andy Dalton and and others uh, parading through the backfield there. So, um I still think the assumption is the Cowboys keep Dak Prescott uh, somehow, whether it's yet another tag, a long-term deal, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Dak will be there, and that's good news for C.D. Lamb.
1: Matt, I assume you're feeling the same way about Dak returning and that C.D. Lamb has a bright future in Dallas.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I don't know necessarily that we sh- we should be discounting him too much over, uh, you know, under a guy we're going to talk about later who's kind of ascended to be the wide receiver one in this class. You know, just based on the situation and what happened to him, uh, like Ryan said, a wide receiver 11 through the first uh, five games finishes the wide receiver 22, uh, and I I kind of want to buy. We'll go into the trade finder. When I look at the trade finder, I try to like look for trades where where the the player we're talking about is the focus and it's kind of hard to do that with lamb right now. He's in a bunch of like a multiplayer trades. So I pulled up a couple that I thought were interesting and I think I'm on the lamb side for both of them. Uh, 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 Two mid firsts and uh, uh, Davis for lamb Chubb and a mid second and Jacobs and Davis for Lamb and Drake, so uh, he's 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 gettable for reasonable prices right now. I think two mid firsts, uh, uh, to, to, to acquire a, a starting running back and a starting wide receiver and pick up a mid second. I really like that one.
0: Yeah, that one's an easy one, I, <laughs> easy one to make for sure. Um, I, I don't know in my leagues, I, maybe I should shop around a little bit harder, but. I look at my leagues and think C.D. Lamb is one of those guys I'm not even going to try to make an offer for. Like, he's almost unattainable. Uh, We saw the the drop in production, like we've all said, but even with that dip, that that expected dip uh, without Dak Prescott, his value and and his ADP just kept rising. So uh, I think dynasty managers are, are looking at that draft pedigree, looking at the situation, the age. Uh, and that's why he's a top seven wide receiver in Dynasty right now.
1: Yeah, Lamb's still getting a lot of the attention. You know, you mentioned, Matt, there that, that he's a he's just a secondary piece or, or part of a deal that you're seeing on the trade finder. It seems like when he's moved in the leagues that I'm in, I've seen a lot of that as well where, where he's added to another young player to get a big upgrade or something like that. So uh, it seems – to me, like you guys were saying, that that creates a buying window and an opportunity to grab Lamb right now. Uh, at, it feels like a little bit of a discount compared to some of these other wide receivers.
2: At least right now while we are unsure about Prescott. I think once Prescott right. it gets locked up there, if, if that happens, then you know I think that value is going to shoot up even higher than it is like Ryan mentioned.
1: Speaking of potential values out of these rookie wide receivers, Jerry Judy in Denver presents one at the moment. Rookie ADP of 107. Just 52 catches on 113 targets, guys. 856 yards. Lots of air yards, of course. Three touchdowns. Couple wide receiver one games. No wide receiver two games. Cortland Sutton, Matt, was on the bench for most of the season on the sideline with injury. And Judy, although he certainly made some plays and, and raised some eyebrows, what are your thoughts on Judy moving forward?
2: Yeah, I I still have concerns about the quarterback situation, like we just talked about. Maybe for some reason Stafford lands there, but very disappointing. Wide receiver forty five through sixteen games played all sixteen games, uh, and uh, you know we, we we kind of thought with with Sutton missing basically the entire season that he was kind of going to emerge as the wide receiver one there, and I guess he was, but it didn't really equate for much for for fantasy. Right? Um, again, going to the trade finder, uh, he's he's pretty cheap. I think a uh, single mid first uh, a couple of times the trade finder Kenny Galladay straight up if you want to buy back some years there uh, and then I thought this one was really interesting because we I think we're all uh, maybe it's changed since the last time we talked but last time we talked about Zeke we, we're all kind of thinking about buying him this offseason uh, it goes for Judy and Ruggs so uh, you know I think it's a reasonable price to ask for him right now for on all, all of those trades and it's a pretty good representative of what's on the finder
0: yeah, again, maybe I need to go shopping. You do, um, Ryan. I think you do. The the ADP does not say that Jerry Judy is, has lost any value, which is is kind of surprising. We've now got twelve months of uh, ADP with Jerry Judy included, and he's been anywhere between the wide receiver twenty and twenty five in all twelve of those months. So basically, his value is holding steady, and and that's what we typically see with those high end assets, even when they do struggle, they're going to maintain their value in startup drafts. And, and Matt, I think what you're pointing out there is the existing leagues where you maybe spent that mid first on Judy. Now you're thinking cash out. So, um, that's a good example of, of a player being valued in different ways, uh, depending on the perspective, but we know the story with Judy. He had two games where he was the wide receiver eight, uh, on the week and the other 14 games, he was wide receiver 31 or worse. Uh, in this case, I'm chalking most of this up to, to Drew Locke and just how bad he really is. Uh, the coaching staff there, Vic Fangio, uh, already has has passed on the opportunity to name Drew Locke his 2021 starter. So uh, we talked about Stafford and, and the quarterback carousel that we're going to see this offseason. Denver will be involved in that. And I think they're going to end up with a quarterback upgrade, which will obviously be good news for Jerry Judy.
1: Judy had 113 targets and just the 52 catches, so less than a 50% catch rate. Still, though, uh, fifth in the league in air yards, 12.9 air yards per target, and a 21% target share. That's likely to change with Cortland Sutton returning. The other weapons already in tow there in Denver with Noah Fant and such, but. Uh, the, the sky is the limit for Jerry Judy. And like you mentioned there, Ryan, that quarterback situation is rough. He was, he was wide open multiple times throughout the season and was just simply missed with a, with an errant throw. And you could see it with his body language on the field. He was frustrated with the quarterback play and was, was used to, used to having the, having the football put on him in college. And that just, that shouldn't have be a problem when you get to the NFL, but it was for him. Uh, Perhaps the best wide receiver, rookie wide receiver performance we've ever seen came in Minnesota this season. Justin Jefferson, rookie ADP of the 109. What a bargain, guys. 88 catches, 1,400 yards, and seven touchdowns on 125 targets five wide receiver one games three more wide receiver two games and and that coaching staff ryan they they declined to make him their number two wide receiver early in the season imagine what those stats would have been like if they would have just rolled him out from week one and allowed him to be jefferson jefferson for the entire year
0: yeah it's hard to even remember that now but there were there were some negative reports coming out about jefferson uh, out, of, out of camp and, and preseason. So that's it, it's a good reminder. But Justin Jefferson, was he, he was the third wide receiver according to PFF grades. He was top, uh, top seven wide receiver in all football outsiders metrics on the season uh, across the board. And uh, according to our DLF data, uh, based on ADP, based on our rankings, he gained more dynasty value than any other player in the league from February until uh, our current our current player value data. So, uh, really really no surprise there. Uh, I think what he did that was probably most impressive is something that Stefan Diggs never did when when everybody was healthy, he outproduced Adam Thielen.
2: And we talked about a couple of wide receivers before whose trade value and and uh, ADP wasn't really matching up, but Jefferson it definitely matches up. I think I think you can pretty much get anything for him right now. Uh, pretty much write your ticket for him. Not necessarily that you should trade him, but if you have some holes in your lineup to fill and maybe you, what you have a you know wide receiver you took you took Jefferson in that late first range is kind of a as probably kind of a luxury pick. Uh, Dobbins and Eckler for Jefferson and a late first, so basically the one twelve. So like if you need some running backs, I bet you could go move Jefferson for basically uh, any running back except for maybe McCaffrey, Barkley, uh, and those top, maybe uh, Jonathan Taylor, guys like that at the very top. So uh, not necessarily that you should go trade him right now, but I think it's definitely worth exploring uh, options for that just because, you know, wide receiver. Maybe he, is, maybe he is the wide receiver one overall uh, in Dynasty, uh, but there's so many guys at the top tier right there. If you can move around and shuffle, I think it's worth exploring.
1: It's weird. Justin Jefferson seemed to be way better against – uh, against zone coverage than he was against man coverage. The teams that predom- predominantly play man like Tampa Bay late in the season in December, they slowed him down just four catches, 39 yards. Uh, didn't find the end zone either. He had a little bit of trouble against Detroit as well in the middle of the year, who was, who's manning up on him for most of that game as well. So I wonder guys, now that there's a whole season worth of film, now that other teams have had a little bit of success from here, here and there against Jefferson, what the chances are that his rookie season may have been his best season is there any way for for Jefferson managers to to worry or be concerned about his future
2: I don't know if it's his necessarily his best season but I think definitely if he's gonna I mean I haven't looked at coverage details or any of that stuff but you know if he starts seeing uh number one coverage next season and Adam Thielen kind of fades to the secondary coverage then we could certainly see a kind of an ebb and flow of that production there so but I think he was just so dominant that it's not going to matter a whole lot you know maybe we see a a slight dip uh, just in terms of production and probably therefore in terms of value as well uh but I, I would not be worried at all.
1: Yeah, 88 catches that that's a lot to come up with i'd bet on him hitting the over in, in year two as well
2: <laughs> and only 125 targets you know if he gets up to those the, the really elite uh target share right. the 150 160s then who knows man yeah good
1: point for sure uh a guy that disappointed out of the first round in dl or in in dynasty rookie drafts was jalen regger of the eagles he was going into the mid mid to late First round in those rookie drafts, guys. 49 overall in May startup ADP. That slid a little bit, Ryan to now because the production simply wasn't there as a rookie 31 catches 396 yards in the one score on 54 targets an up and down season but mostly down nicked up from time to time didn't wasn't really getting on the field as much even when he did get healthy what are your thoughts on rager's first shot in the nfl and what do you project going forward for him ryan
0: yeah, he was certainly frustrating because while while he was banged up and missed some time, as you said, uh, basically everybody else on that on that roster, every other pass catcher did as well. So you're thinking uh, with Alshon Jeffrey out of the lineup, with Deshaun Jackson missing almost the entire season, Rager kind of like Jerry Judy had the chance to step up and become that that wide receiver one, and it just didn't happen. Um, his current ADP. Ranking him as the wide receiver 34 is tied for the lowest mark since the NFL draft. So I'm, I'm still okay with buying low on him. I do think his price has dropped uh, both in, uh, in our ADP and in, uh, in actual trades that we're seeing. And then you just look at that depth chart. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Any or all of those could be potential cap cuts or, or just outright cuts Uh, over the next couple of months. So uh, I think once again, Rager is going to get an opportunity. Of course, we know the coaching staff, the quarterback situation, all kind of in flux right now. Lots of questions, but uh, still a lot of opportunity for Rager.
1: Matt, the crazy part about Jalen Rager is I constantly think about whenever I consider him, the Eagles picked him one spot in front of Justin Jefferson. (laughs) So there was a conversation in that room and, and somebody really messed up.
2: Yeah, you know Minnesota's front office was uh, was laughing. They're smashing that button, <laughs> as we say, right on our trade. And uh, and like Ryan mentioned, he's definitely buyable. His, his value is kind of all over the place, honestly, in, in the trade finder. J- Chase Edmonds, straight up, uh, give me Rager in that one. Gabriel Davis in a second. And that's that that might be closer than we think now with Josh Allen coming on. And then one I would absolutely sell on Rager, second, late second, and a third for Miles Sanders. I'll go ahead and take that upgrade there. Um, but you know, I, I think the the prices are are, are very different throughout all of the all of our leagues uh, whether you're an expert league a, a new dynasty league so he's somebody I would definitely be trying to buy this offseason just based on, on on perceived opportunity at this point and uh, you know the quarterback situation is a little bit a bit uncertain but there's two quarterbacks there that we believe in for dynasty so one of those guys is going to be throwing to to Jalen Rager and I think we're, we're okay with both of them
0: did you guys see the the video of the Vikings I guess war room after yeah. that Jalen Rager pick, <laughs> yep. they they literally were laughing. They yep. laughed at the Jalen Rager pick, and then immediately chose Justin Jefferson. <laughs> so that stings a little.
1: Yeah, that stings for sure. Uh, another one that could potentially sting was the Las Vegas front office because they made Hunt Henry Ruggs the first wide receiver taken in the NFL draft. He slid to the late later parts of rookie drafts, Dynasty rookie drafts our adp shows him at the 111 we we saw him slide into the second round of some rookie drafts there were a lot that weren't quite believers of the alabama product 26 catches, just 452 yards and two scores in his rookie season on 43 targets, guys. No wide receiver one games, one wide receiver two game. Ryan, his ADP, startup ADP, has slipped from 62 back in May now to 91. Currently looked at as the wide receiver 48 among dynasty wide receivers. Ruggs is a compelling conversation for this offseason because there is so much potential due to the speed but there's there's also some question marks when it comes to his upside
0: yeah he really just kind of filled that prototypical role of, of that that deep threat that speed guy uh, not a lot of volume his his season high was just three catches he did that six different times uh, could never get over that three catch uh, barrier uh, he did have a big 72 yard catch uh, back in week five that helped him to get to the wide receiver 16 on that week. But that 72-yard that 72, 72 catch represented 16% of his total yardage for the season. So uh, kind, of, kind of disappointing, to say the least. Uh, outside of uh, the wide receiver 16 game, a wide receiver 26 game late in the season, all other games he was the wide receiver 46 or worse. I'm it, It's pretty much going to be the same story as some of these other guys. Anybody, any rookie who has, has lost this, this much value. I'm interested in at least shopping around and, and seeing how low the price is. But in general, Ruggs is not a guy I'm targeting.
1: Matt, Ruggs was outplayed and, and lost his job, really, to Nelson Aguilar, who, who lost, lost all his opportunities in Philadelphia before moving on to, to Las Vegas. Is that an indication of where he stands <laughs> on that depth chart? Because that, that doesn't feel real good if you're a rug supporter.
2: I don't care what year of your career in if you get it outperformed like that by Nelson Aguilar's probably not <laughs> not a good sign. A, a great sign. And if you thought Rager was disappointing, wide receiver eighty nine in eleven games, Ruggs was ninety wide receiver ninety four in thirteen games, uh, five less receptions than than Rager was, and uh, it's showing up in the trade. I do I do kind of feel like he's a buy just based on the draft capital spin on him. Uh, and, and we're hoping he's not the next Darius Hayward Bay, right? Uh, if you're looking to get out of Kelsey, you could get Rugs in a mid first. If you were, if 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 you want to sell the hype of Dylan and, and the possibility of Aaron Jones leave, you could get Rugs two thirds and a second for Dylan. Uh, so I think he is definitely buyable. People are are, are kind of are running away from him. I think just based on the general trends I, I get from the trade finder. So you know, if you can get him for, I mean, I don't know what the line is. I I haven't haven't got into the deep second round of 2021 rookie drafts yet but I bet uh you could probably pry him away for for a mid-second round pick if you wanted to do that
1: and honestly and Ryan I want your opinion on this as well with with the draft cap the potential to if if it clicks he could win you weeks that feels like a nice investment if you can cert if you can actually get him in the middle of the second round
0: yeah and I, I do think that's probably an accurate price like like you said his value is really all over the board. You had uh, many dynasty managers who who definitely believed him in him. He was uh, the first wide receiver drafted like we said also and uh, so sometimes we saw him as a mid first sometimes he fell to that mid second round range because of that i think a mid second is probably my um, my high end of what i would yeah. pay for him right now. The opportunity, again, we, we think is going to be there. We'll say the same thing about one of his teammates in a few minutes uh, because I, uh, although Aguilar did play well this year, he's a free agent. So even after the Raiders spent these these pair of uh, relatively early early draft picks on wide receivers, they still have so many questions heading into 2021. They, they don't know what they have with these two guys.
1: Yeah, they don't know what they have, and, and they have a quarterback that that is a little bit inconsistent and especially with his downfield throws and and if he's willing to make those kind of throws it just doesn't feel like a like the perfect marriage rugs and that that quarterback and that offense in Las Vegas.
2: We didn't see uh we didn't see them use him on, you know, short screen passes and right. stuff like that getting the ball in his hand being created with him. They literally just used him as a deep target and that that was one of our concerns in draft season and we thought they were going to be creative enough to do it and they didn't. So Uh, hopefully and hopefully next season
1: yeah let's see how they use him in year two Uh, hopefully he's healthy throughout the whole campaign next year and and he can use all that potential that he had coming into the into the nfl Uh, michael Pittman, another guy with a lot of potential Uh kind of an up and down rookie season, Matt. He came into the league as a early to mid second round pick in rookie drafts, uh forty catches for five hundred and three yards and just the one touchdown on sixty-one targets this season. Wide no wide receiver one games, just one wide receiver two game, Matt. And, you know, really I think about where the Colts are and where Michael Pittman fits into this offense. There was a nice stretch of games in the middle of the season where it felt like it was going to click four catches for 56 yards in week nine against Baltimore, went to Tennessee and had his biggest game seven catches for 101 yards, then three for 66 against green Bay and his lone touchdown on the year. But after that just kind of faded into that offense and wasn't used as much until the playoff game where he caught Five passes against Buffalo for 90 yards on 10 targets. So like I said, up and down, Matt, uh, lots of potential with Pittman. There's there's the opportunity to get on the field, obviously, some questions about the quarterback situation, and maybe even that coaching staff with it getting plucked, uh, with a lot of talent off that coaching staff getting plucked away by Philadelphia. What are your thoughts on Pittman moving into his second season?
2: I'm excited about him. I think he might be my favorite buy on this entire list of, of rookie quarterback, or excuse me, rookie wide receivers. Uh, no no quarterback yet that we know of. It, it's probably not going to be Brissett. Uh, Rivers we know is moving on now. But you know, as Hilton continues to age, I think Pittman profiles as the wide receiver one there. So if we can square away the quarterback situation, I believe in the coaching staff. Uh, so I'm, I'm positive on on him in general. Wide receiver seventy nine through thirteen games. I think we can we can buy him this trade. I absolutely love. Whoever was able to get out of these veterans, David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins for Michael Pittman, 101 and a mid-second round pick. I, I absolutely love that deal. You're buying back a ton of years. Uh, Nuke's probably obviously going to be a lead for another year or two. Uh, another one uh, I'm probably on the, 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 the acquire, the send Pittman away on this one. Pittman and Harrison Bryant for Mark Andrews Upgrade that tight end position, but in general, I think is he's very viable right now. If I had to spend a mid-second round pick on either mit, on Pittman or rugs I would buy Pittman
1: Ryan that depth chart includes T.Y. Hilton and you could probably throw Paris Campbell in there as well going into his third year after two injury riddled seasons there's the opportunity for Michael Pittman to be that number one receiver in Indianapolis as soon as next season although you know a lot of these early mocks tend to send a wide receiver to Indianapolis in the first couple rounds. It feels to me like they believe in Pittman. He was just getting his feet wet in year one.
0: Yeah. I think Pittman's actually more of an ideal wide receiver too. I do think Indy will, will make a move, whether it's uh, spending an early pick on a wide receiver or uh, spending some of that cash. They've got a ton of, uh, of space under the salary cap, um, and with the wide the free agent wide receiver market they could make a splash there. So I do expect them to bring someone in. TY Hilton is a free agent, so not really factoring him in. Uh, whether they bring him back or not, I don't think I don't think he's much of an impediment to uh, to Michael Pittman. And again, you just you know a quarterback upgrade is coming. The the Colts have been uh, pretty aggressive I think in in making moves uh, even though Philip Rivers was not the quarterback we would want necessarily for our wide receivers. Um, from a from a real team perspective, they were certainly, um, uh, you know, certainly active and and made the big move to get him last year. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Stafford, and if it is, then uh, then we're all buying. Michael Pittman.
1: Yeah, of course, they were a playoff team and they're going to pick late in that first round. There's going to be wide receivers available. There's also a lot of talk about potentially Mac Jones being around in the draft right there. There could be something that happens there. They're, they're a team to watch for sure. And Pittman is a lot of the reason why as we move into his second season in the NFL. Another guy that was Picked early in the second round and fast, the first pick in the second round of the NFL draft was T. Higgins who went to Cincinnati. He was the 201 in rookie drafts according to our ADP as well. Nice rookie season, 67 catches, 908 yards, six touchdowns on 108 targets. Ryan, he had the three wide receiver one games, two wide receiver two games. His ADP, he's he's already into the top of the fourth round, according to current startup ADP at 37 overall, the wide receiver 14. He had a nice season. He's attached to a quarterback that we're that we're happy with in an offense that looks to be improving year in and year out. There's there's a lot to like about T. Higgins moving forward.
0: Yeah, there certainly is. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned a lot of it. With Burrow, nine games with Burrow, we saw him average almost 15 fantasy points per game. Obviously, those numbers dropped in the last six games. Uh, went down to uh, just under 11 fantasy points per game. The ADP with T. Higgins, I do feel like has gotten a, a little bit ahead of itself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised. He was the wide receiver 11 in December. You already talked about the wide receiver 14 rank in January. Um, a guy I really like, I would definitely be investing in him, but looking at some of these names around him, I I guess I'm just surprised that, uh, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, Juju, Keenan Allen, um, even Jerry Judy, that he's just flown by all of these guys to be nearly considered a wide receiver one in dynasty.
1: Yeah. When I said that number wide receiver 14, I, I almost paused because it feels rich, Matt, it feels like it like like Ryan said it's getting a little bit ahead of itself as far as his value what what are you thinking about Higgin's value on the trade market
2: I th- I think he could hit that value the AEP value with Burrow fully healthy uh but it is I think it is risky right now to to try to go out and acquire him but the trade finder doesn't really agree uh Higgins and Swift for the 101 and a late third I want the Higgins side on that even despite that 101 I think you pick up the uh, a great running a great running back and a great wide receiver uh Goddard and a mid first for Higgins and Harrison Bryant so you upgrade your uh, you upgrade your tight end position presumably, and pick up Higgins for that mid-first price range, which is by ADP standards. And I think everybody is probably undervalued at this point. I think I don't. I don't think a single first-round pick is going to buy him unless it's in that <laughs> upper echelon. So uh, he's somebody you could buy, but I do think at his current price, it's a little bit risky unless you can get one of those sweetheart deals, which is probably not happening in your league.
1: So it probably depends on on how Burrow recovers from his injury, uh, how quick Higgins takes off in year 2. There might that might create some kind of buying window that ADP might start to slip. He feels like a guy fellas that that maybe if you if you really want to invest in T Higgins, you might just wait this thing out and see how this offseason plays out, maybe into next season and then then pick the opportune moment to go get T Higgins on your roster. Hey guys, Monkey Knife Fight is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet and Monkey Knife Fight is giving you free money and free Dynasty football content with your initial deposit. I play over at Monkey Knife Fight every single week. I wrote an article this week or, or last week, I guess, about the my favorite buys or my favorite plays on Monkey Knife Fight for championship week. You can expect the same thing on Super Bowl Sunday as well. With that information, if you want to follow my lead, you can open a new account with a minimum of a $10 deposit, and Monkey Knife Fight is going to give you a free DynastyLeagueFootball.com annual premium membership. They're also going to match that initial deposit, doubling your bankroll, up to a maximum of $50. They feature football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, esports, prop bets, and so much more you're going to find right over there at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. They offer... Uh DFS games with no salary caps. So if you can correctly predict the outcome, you're guaranteed to win and there are no sharks, no professionals that are going to prevent you from claiming your prize at Monkey Knife Fight. You're not going to get algorithmed by the top 1% who dominate those other fantasy sports sites. Check out the new and improved DFS and prop bet experience and claim your deposit match and your free Dynasty League Football Premium membership only at monkeyknifefight.com. Let's talk about Denzel Mims, guys, because he, uh, he, of all these players, his May startup ADP, Ryan, was 72. His current startup ADP, 72. So a guy that was picked mostly with the last pick in rookie drafts in the first round or the first couple picks in the second round, just 23 catches on the year, uh, 357 yards, didn't find pay dirt on 44 targets. No wide receiver one games, Ryan. No wide receiver two games, didn't see the field really all that much there were there were spots late in the season where you thought maybe he'll be useful maybe he'll be a fantasy asset show what he can do the all that's gonna have to come in year two and beyond in New York because Denzel mims didn't get all that many opportunities as a rookie
0: yeah he didn't miss the first six weeks with uh, with hamstring injuries I actually hurt both legs so I think that kept him out longer than expected. Uh, after he comes back, though, he had an interesting stretch. Week 9, Week 11, Week 12, he saw eight targets each in all three of those games, but couldn't produce with with that volume. Uh, of those 24 targets, he caught just 11 of those balls. And then after that that streak of inefficiency, we saw his role drop for the last four games, uh, just 11 total targets in the last four games. Uh, of the season. So uh, certainly disappointing from disappointing season from him all around. This is yet another team that we know is going to get that quarterback upgrade. Uh, and, and if we're to believe the, the recent talk, it could be a big one with maybe Deshaun Watson. So uh, Brashad Perriman's a free agent. Jamison Crowder is, is not, but a, a, one of those veterans that is kind of always on, on the bubble of potentially uh, being cut due to, uh, due to salary cap concerns so uh, again Mims is going to have some uh some opportunity there and um yeah I'm dabbling it's, it's kind of a similar story to Henry Ruggs for me honestly
1: yeah much like Henry Ruggs Matt uh Mims was outperformed by a veteran that we or was Perriman was getting on the field over him late in the season. And there were games where he didn't catch any of his six targets and, and one of like seven targets. It was, it was really ugly for Brashad Perriman. Why wasn't Mims getting his opportunity late in the year? Uh, it, it's really mind boggling considering the situation. I guess I guess it's all about Adam Gase. The,
2: the same reason Frank Gore was getting carries late <laughs> into the season. I just yeah, I think I think Mims has a couple of positives for him, and we're at a little bit of an inflection point in his value here. because uh, like Ryan said, you know, if, if Watson gets his wish and goes to New York New York, that's obviously a huge upgrade. Gase is, is out, so that's it. whatever comes after that is a is a big upgrade. Uh, so I, I definitely want to buy Mims after Pittman. He's my second favorite buy. Uh, only the wide receiver 106 and and just nine games and super uh, not a whole lot of trades going on for denzel mims right now which you know i think is 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 reasonable to expect because we don't really know his true value with everything. Uh, kind of uh, up in the air there in New York but in Superflex, Mims in a late a late first and a third for Higgins uh, the guy we just talked about uh, I, I don't know if I would want to pay that extra premium, uh, the extra first on top of Mims to get up to, to Higgins right now based on what we thought about. I think these two could be moving in, in opposite directions in terms of their ADP and their their trade value. So uh, I'm, I, I think I would probably do that uh, depending on how you feel with Mims versus Higgins. So definitely buyable. Again, a guy that's going to cost you uh, what, a mid-second at the, at the high End and if and if we have to choose between rugs and mems, I think I want mims just based on the game, is all around game, the way they're going to use him, the way an actual coach is going to use him, his ability to get up and catch the ball in the air, be a threat in the end zone, all that kind of stuff that we loved about him coming out. So, uh, I, I like mems. I want to buy,
1: yeah, wide receiver 38 in current ADP, and, and a guy that we just haven't seen enough of to make any kind of uh, final final assessments of what his career is going to look like. Everybody that owns Mims should be looking forward to to his second season and beyond, particularly with that upgrade at quarterback, if it does come. Uh, another guy that's going to see an upgrade at quarterback in year two is Laviska Chennault with the Jaguars. Startup ADP of 80, wide receiver 42. That moved up, Ryan, to 58 overall, wide receiver 30 at the end of the season. Guy that we were getting in the second round of rookie, uh, rookie drafts this past summer and, and caught 58 passes for 600 yards and five touchdowns on 79 targets. One wide receiver, one game, two wide receiver, two games. Another player that, uh, that had to do the, the up and downs of, of the quarterback position and different quarterbacks every single week I'm not convinced that the Jaguars used LaVisca Chenault exactly like they should have. He wasn't getting the same kind of treatment that similar players in San Francisco get where they're they're catching underneath passes and using their legs and, and getting those quick tap passes and arounds quite as much. Chenault was used that to some that way to some extent, but there is still a little bit of untapped potential when it comes to Chenault, especially with the new coaching staff and the new quarterback that's going to be there in a couple of months.
0: Yeah, well, we know we know Trevor Lawrence is coming, so that's the the first piece of good news, and that's that alone is enough to boost Chenault's value. Uh, he is one of those, for whatever reason, he's one of those trendy players that dynasty managers are going to want to buy. He gets a lot of um, a lot of talk on Twitter, on message boards, things like that. He's going to be a player, and we're already seeing it. His his wide receiver thirty rank in ADP is is his highest uh, since he. Uh, since he was drafted. So we're, we're going to continue see, seeing him climb and, and gain value. The wide receiver one game that you mentioned was the, uh, the last week of the season, week 17. So he also ended the season on, uh, on a high note. Um, I'm, I don't know, though. I'm, I was pretty impressed, actually, with the way they used him, given the quarterback situation there and, and some of the, the, the offensive issues overall. Uh, he had 18 rush attempts which was fourth most by any wide receiver, I, I think we could even see that increase next year.
2: Yeah, it, his his trade value is a little bit nuts right now as well. Uh, yeah. This one, you guys, I, I know people like to buy back years, and we tell you guys to do that all the time, but this is not the way to do it. The way to not to do it is not to trade, LaVisca, trade Devontae Adams for LaVisca Chenault uh, Denzel Mems in a third round pick. That's not, not the way to do it, in my opinion. Uh, in a super flex league, I thought this one was really interesting. Jameis Winston straight up. If you believe Winston's going to be a starter or compete for a starter, that is a pretty attractive trade, I think, in a super flex format. But uh, based on ADP value, probably you're losing that trade if you're sending Chenault away. Um, but but pretty interesting. But again, his val- another guy whose value is way up in the, in the, in the trade finder uh, and kind of matching that ADP right now.
1: He's a he's an interesting case study for sure because of the new coaching staff and the and the and the change at quarterback that's coming. There's just not that many weapons in Jacksonville, and and I was just I really consistently was disappointed that he wasn't getting five and six and seven of those quick quick opportunities with the ball in his hands per game, considering how that offense struggled at times. So uh, maybe that's coming. Maybe they won't need that quite as much with the new quarterback and coaching staff. We'll see how that plays out in year two. He He's certainly a weapon and needs the ball in his hands to, to make plays.
2: If, if you had to buy Chark or uh or Chanel at the same price, which one would you want?
1: I would buy Chark. Chanel for me. I would buy Chark if they were the same price.
2: Because they're pretty close, and it's only there's only five spots separating them in terms of the wide receiver ADP right now. So just just a thought. Yeah,
1: it's it's a good question for sure. Um, I believe in Shark from from his second season. I think that deep threat, and if if things play out right, he could return to that. Chenault's upside is maybe just a little bit lower than that, in my opinion, at least. Uh, another guy that has a lot of upside is Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco. Had a really nice rookie season. Was was a second round pick in rookie drafts guys and and came through with 3 wide receiver 1 games Ryan, 4 wide receiver 2 games of course, got his opportunity because of injuries to other wide receivers on the field, including Debo Samuel. A lot of people make the mistake, in my opinion, of thinking those guys are interchangeable. They're the same kind of player, but there are subtle differences between them. And uh, Ayuk, a very good route runner and electric with the ball in his hands. He made some plays that That opened the eyes to many dynasty managers and showed his true potential, uh, moved all the way up to 44 in current startup ADP and wide receiver 20.
0: Yeah, and and that does mark his his highest ADP uh, of his of his young career. So another player who is trending up. Uh, seven total games as the top 24 wide receiver or better. Six of those came from week seven to week 15, six straight games as the wide receiver, 19 or better. And of course you talked about the injuries with, with Debo Samuel and others, but the big name there to me is, is their true top target. Of course, George Kittle who missed a ton of time and he was out when, uh, when Iuk was really uh, making his impact. So uh IUK, Had six games with Kittle, six games without Kittle, and the numbers were very different. In the games with Kittle, he averaged 12.5 fantasy points per game, six targets per game. Those numbers went up to 11 targets and 18.3 fantasy points uh, when Kittle was out of the lineup. Um, I think this is another guy we got a little too aggressive on.
1: Yeah, it feels that way. Those 62 targets over a five-week span between, or a five-game span between Weeks eight and fifteen, he was carrying dynasty managers, and and he was a guy that was a that was a regular in your lineup throughout the playoffs. Then week sixteen comes, uh, just two targets that week. You know, it's just those numbers that you said there, Ryan, with and without Kittle. It at the very least should pop up a red flag and make dynasty managers think twice about his true value when everybody's on the field in san francisco matt your thoughts on Ayuk as a rookie and what you project going forward for him
2: yeah. I'm a I'm a little more bullish on Ayuk. I don't. I think it's probably a little bit high in terms of his current ADP at wide receiver twenty, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that far off. Uh, it, it definitely could be a little bit of a whack a mole each week with with everybody healthy because with his breakout coinciding with with both Debo and and Kittle kind of missing time there, uh, but. Uh, I'm pretty optimistic. I think if we have to consider, Oh, like, you know, obviously excluding Kittle, the top target there, but I think he is going to be the, the quote unquote wide receiver one for as much as it matters in San Francisco. Uh, and a couple of trades that I, 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 I like, I like quite a bit on both sides. Uh, we just talked about a trade for Adams, uh, another elite receiver and how not to buy back years at the wide receiver position. This one I think is a little bit more palatable. both. You can get, you can move Nuke uh, uh Deandre Hopkins for Brandon. I, and LaVisca Chenault. I like that. Uh, and, and then this one, I'm probably on the other side of just because I, lo- I love Miles Sanders, but Miles Sanders for IUK and a late first. Uh, so uh, I think the trade value is, is 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 pretty close on him. Just looking at you know the bat pep, uh, at the past couple of weeks on him, ADP may be a little bit high, but I think we're closer to his true value than a guy like T Higgins, uh, who we talked about earlier.
1: We'll see how it plays out once everybody's back on the field in San Francisco. There may be a different quarterback under center. Uh, some rumors about that as well. So uh, a unique unique situation there for sure with IU. What what Ryan said about his startup ADP and being at 44 overall, that, that just feels a little bit rich for my blood for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Edwards in Las Vegas didn't get off to a very hot start in his career. He's banged up throughout. Uh, his rookie season, he was the a mid-second-round pick in rookie drafts. Just 11 catches as a rookie, Matt. 193 yards and a touchdown on 15 targets. Never had more than three targets in a game. Multiple games where he got on the field for less than 15 snaps in, in the game. Uh, didn't really make an impact or, or make a big play until Week 17 at Denver when he caught the the long touchdown against the Broncos so Edwards was a guy that got a lot of publicity in the preseason there was reason to think maybe he would be the guy that that runs those underneath routes and gets those opportunities from Derek Carr who likes to throw those types of passes it was just a disappointing rookie season for Edwards
2: it was. It, it felt like he was never really truly healthy, though. So I'm willing to give him a pass on the first season. Uh, wide receiver, 133 in 12 games. There's there's nothing but upside from there, and nothing but upside in terms of his his trade finder value either. Ed, Ed, Edwards for I know Ryan's not going to like this for Lynn Bowden in a third, but I think you you paid a mid second last year. I bet you can get him for a late second, maybe even early third round pick once we get closer to to rookie draft season and that kind of hype takes over. So I think he's someone I'm interested in buying. I'd rather pay. I'd rather pay uh, uh, that price for Edwards than I would this, the price that it's going to cost you to get Ruggs. So if you're going to speculate on that on that Oakland uh, passing offense, I would take a chance on Edwards over Ruggs.
0: What about the Las Vegas offense? Did I
2: say, did I say Oakland? <laughs> Am I still saying Oakland? I'm sorry, you guys. The Chargers are never leaving San Diego. <laughs> Oakland's never nice. leaving California either.
1: Uh, Ryan, Edwards is is a possession receiver that can stretch the field just a little bit. Uh, he's, he's not the prototypical underneath guy. That's only going to catch those short routes. He can, he can be a weapon down the field a little bit as well, but the concern as always with this offense and with this quarterback is that they don't always use these receivers the way they should be. And when Edwards was on the field and that was limited opportunities, of course, felt like he was kind of stuck in the mud and just, just running extra routes out there, not really getting a lot of look.
0: Yeah, and first of all, I would agree with Matt that given their their price right now, I would rather target Brian Edwards than than Henry Ruggs. But it, it really is disappointing and frustrating. You, the the, the numbers obviously just were not there. Uh, Edwards had either zero or one reception in nine out of his twelve games. So I, I tried to look a little bit deeper at his usage, and that told an even worse story. Uh, looking at snap rate. Brian Edwards' three highest snap rates of the season were in Weeks 1, 2, and 3. Uh, he was then out until Week 9 and, and really didn't see anything close to that the rest of the season. Never played more than a third of the snaps the rest of the way from Week 9 on. Um, so maybe that does go back to Matt's thought that it was, it was just kind of somewhat of a redshirt season for Edwards. Just like we said with Rugs, somebody has to catch the ball there. They spent these two early picks on Rugs and Edwards. Agalor is potentially gone. I, I'm I'm taking a chance on Edwards, and if it's a if it's a late second rounder for him, uh, I'm paying that. But yeah, just just really frustrating, and and it goes back to Derek Carr in that offense.
1: I agree with you guys that there was there was an injury and, and he, he wasn't, he never really got to full strength. It feels that way. By the time he got back, the, the Raiders were in a little bit of a playoff push and they were trying to, to make big plays down the field. So Aguilar had that role uh, and he was just mixing in. I, I believe he didn't truly get healthy throughout the season because there was so much positive news throughout the the preseason or, or I guess the training camp this year that that Edwards was impressive and that he was going to be a big part of that offense then he was getting opportunities on the field early in the year before the injury uh running a lot of routes it just never really happened for him I'm going to give him a pass and I'll be buying for a late second or early third especially if I get that opportunity the guy I did not buy enough this past mm. offseason is chase claypool guys he had an adp of 114 back in may all the way up to 49 now the wide receiver 24 he was going in the late second or early third part of rookie drafts over the summer catches 62 passes 873 yards and nine touchdowns added two more touchdowns in the playoffs so good throughout his season field stretcher does it all can make big plays in the red zone two wide receiver one games ryan Four more wide receiver two games. If if Juju truly moves on and Claypool gets on the field even more than he did as a rookie, look out because Claypool could take off.
0: Yeah, we really we really all should be ashamed that we that we missed on Claypool. Yeah, I mean, first of we all, if that ADP, absolutely, <laughs> if Pittsburgh drafts a wide receiver, we pay attention. That's that's the rule and when they drafted him, before they drafted him, we already had heard those juju rumors that this would be his final season in town. So putting those two together, uh being the a late second rounder, being the what, the tenth or eleventh wide out drafted, uh I'm I'm slapping my hand on this one.
1: And he was a mid second round pick in the NFL draft. It's not like he slid to the fourth round or anything. That's a premium premium pick for the Steelers really. And, and it wasn't
0: quite out of nowhere. I mean, he, he also dominated the combine, right? Right. And uh, so we had, we had those hints in, in February and March that he was going to be uh, a player who could maybe make an impact. And we know not, not every player that makes a splash at the combine turns into anything, but you take that, you take the draft capital, you take the, the team, you take the juju situation. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but, um, I do love that Claypool was both a big play guy and, and a volume, uh, threat. He saw at least eight targets, eight different times. Um, so really just, just great game all around since the season ended. Uh the juju talk has only continued that he is expected to move on. Uh we we know the Deontay Johnson situation as well. He he kind of had a breakout season of his own, but also had trouble hanging on to the ball. So at this point I'm considering Chase Claypool the wide receiver one for Pittsburgh.
1: I am as well. And Matt, we've mentioned guys like Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver twenty and, and T Higgins at wide receiver fourteen uh chase claypool is wide receiver 24 right now and this like i said before the the light shines bright here the sky is the limit for claypool in an offense that simply loves to throw the ball down the field
2: yeah i'm i'm on board with you guys uh late first a couple of times in the trade finder i'm oh all in, i'm buying all day for that maybe even up to like the 106 in a, in a, in a, in a one quarterback league uh, so I'm I'm all aboard with that with that idea. Another trade that uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of for whoever got the other side, but Claypool and J Rob for uh, James Robinson for David Montgomery and LaVisca Chanel give me both players cool. on, on the Claypool side. So uh, I, I, I want to buy and if he's if his price is a mid to late first, give him to me all day
1: man i gotta get in a startup because some of these prices it just feels <laughs> like i need to be buying some of these guys
2: for sure and at 49 and 80 p i'm all over him there in the that late fourth early fifth round come on
1: yeah, that's a nice nice price point for sure. Guys, there are so many more rookie wide receivers that we could talk about. I'll mention a few of the names. K.J. Hamler in Denver, 30 catches in his rookie season. Van Jefferson with some upside uh, in in L.A. in that offense. Tyler Johnson, he had a few nice plays for sure in Tampa Bay, and there are question marks in that receiving core. Moving forward, Antonio Gandy-Golden in Washington. Quintus Cephas in Detroit. Gabriel Davis in Buffalo. Even Donovan Peoples-Jones in Cleveland. All these guys, there are reasons to get on board and and want them on their roster. Ryan, pick a guy or two out of this list and tell me why you're investing in them, especially considering ADP and what they're worth at this point.
0: Uh, The first one that jumps out is Gabriel Davis. Loved what he did as a rookie, um, climbing that depth chart and uh, I mean Josh Allen. We we want pieces of that offense. I expect that to continue. Brian Dable is going nowhere, uh, which is good news for Allen and that offense. So uh, Gabriel Davis would be the first one. Uh, probably KJ Hamler. Kind of what we said with with Jerry Judy. They're going to get that quarterback upgrade. Um, and and I, I like what we saw from Tim Patrick, but I still think uh, Hamler is is the guy to to own there in the slot. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see Sutton and, and Judy on the outside with Hamler being that third option.
1: I completely agree with both of those. Matt, is there somebody that jumps off to you outside of those two?
2: Yeah. Out, out of this group, there's a, there's a couple, uh, of course, the guys that you mentioned, but Quintez Cephas, it always sticks out to me. The only currently the only wide receiver under contract for for them, uh, you know, quarterback situation up in the air, but, uh, you know, a good offense, uh, young offense around him I'm sure they'll bring in a veteran or or, or maybe maybe bring back Galladay depending on the price uh, but he should have an increased opportunity no matter what the situation is and then you know but completely completely bottom of the barrel uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden obviously very disappointed this season but you know uh, uh, opportunity there depending on what they do this year in the draft and in free agency so those two uh, and if we want to go even deeper than that Dan you left Darnell Mooney off this list. Ooh. He might be more exciting mm. than all of these guys. Uh, I, I, I maybe can't Chandler might be the top of the list for me, but Mooney's not too far away. And then uh, another just a couple other guys, Devin DuVernay showed a little bit. Uh, obviously, there's opportunity there if he can continue to progress. And then in Philadelphia, we talked about that hole at the wide receiver position outside of, of Rager. So Quez Watkins and John Tower are certainly worth monitoring at the very least this offseason.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of names for sure. And there's a lot more names that are about to to enter the portal, I guess. Uh, young wide receivers with the rookie class of 2021. We'll get to all of those guys. I mentioned Van Jefferson's name. Uh, he's a true outside receiver, good route runner. He If he gets a chance to get on the field regularly, he could make a splash. Tyler Johnson is a guy that really intrigues me. Uh, made a couple of nice plays, only 12 catches on the season. Two touchdowns, though. Did not see the field all that much there's questions in that receiving core with antonio brown aging of course and we'll see if he's back and then uh then uh oh i'm drawing a blank. godwin And Godwin, thank you. Godwin, his contract is up and could get a rich payday this offseason to move on as well. Tyler Johnson could get opportunities next year with Tom Brady under center. So lots of guys to consider for your dynasty rosters. All the guys we've talked about pretty much in every league are rostered. But at the right price, guys, and I've asked you this question at other positions as well over the last couple of weeks, we're buying these guys, a lot of them. Who's the guy you're buying no matter what, considering price? To me, Ryan, it seems like Chase Claypool is the guy I want to buy. You could also add Michael Pittman to the list. Is there anybody else you you want to add to your teams at their current price tag? Uh,
0: Pitt, Pittman would probably be my first choice. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Pittman and and Claypool would be my top two guys.
2: Those I agree, and then if I was going to add a third, it would be Mims
1: yeah, I liked your your thought on mooney as well, Matt. There's some potential in that offense, especially if a rob is is not back in Chicago. So uh, guys, we talked about quarterbacks and tight ends a couple weeks ago and then did uh, did the running backs last week, covered the wide receivers this week. We got one last chance to talk about all these rookies next week before uh, before the Super Bowl, i guess we'll we'll talk about. Uh, just general thoughts on this rookie class and do one more final 2020 rookie mock to, to kind of close out this chapter of rookies and move, move on to next season's rookie class, which is going to be so much fun to talk about. So uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the DLF Dynasty podcast. I'm Dan. That's Ryan. Over there is Matt. We appreciate you listening. Catch you again next week.